No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick Whitten, as always. We've got a lot to talk about. NBA, NFL, you know how we get down. Draymond still punching people in the head. Yusuf Nurkic caught, was on the brunt of it last night. We'll talk about that. Nikola Jokic gets ejected on Serbian night in Chicago. That has a lot of Serbians that came to see him. I got a hot, it's not even a hot take, but a very passionate take on that. And then, of course, I just got back from Vegas in-season tournament. I want to recap that. We got some funny stories. Me and Big Nick the Quick haven't even caught up on yet. And then we'll move over to the NFL. We'll talk Mahomes. We'll talk the Bills. We'll talk Cam Newton. He had a hot take. And then we'll go through some guys that need to be freed. I'll give you my first one. Devontae Adams, man. Free my guy, Devontae Adams. We'll get into it. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get to it. Big Nick the Quick, what's goody, man? How we feeling? You know, chilling. You, you hear that man came out? That's because I saw Juicy J over the weekend. I was weekend, about to say, too. were you in Memphis? I, <laughs> I saw Juicy this weekend. If you go to Memphis, everybody says Maine. Never, I, they told me about it. I didn't know until I got out there. Literally, it's just Maine. Okay, Maine. All right, Maine. <laughs> yeah, all right, Maine. Yeah, I just saw Maine. Juicy over the weekend. Oh, uh, Halliburton, Halliburton and Buddy Hill was in there, too, man. Shout out the guys, in-season tournament boys. Um, we got a lot to catch up on, man. Let's kick it off with this in-season tournament recap, the Vegas, the Vegas recap. First of all, wait, before I get into that, my beard is back, baby. Oh, yeah, we good. Remember you were we, worried we, about it. Almost remember stressed we had out, been man. talking about it. You thought he had cut it too low. Man, I'm back, man. The, the mustache yeah, is, is, is fully thick. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not yeah, as man. thin as it was before. I told before. you just give it a couple got, weeks, man. It was not it was, you, were, you were worried about it, man. It's I'm nothing, back. Man. I'm back. Let you know ride. what I'm saying? <laughs> So, for those who don't know, I was out in Vegas for the in-season tournament. It was awesome. I got to cover it for Action Network. Shout out my people over there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of activities. The the setup, I don't know how it was from home, Nick, but from there in Vegas, I think it was really well done. I thought the ESPN-TNT split on the semifinal was really fun with both, both networks going back and forth. Stephen A. and Malika talking to Ernie and Shaq. And, and Barkley, I thought that was really cool. So overall, had a very fi- final four feel. Outdoors had the activities. You could shoot jump shots. They had a concert. <laughs> Nick, the concert was Nelly and TLC. Right? I saw. I, I saw. It was that was brutal. Listen, I'm standing there watching it by myself before I go in on the media entrance side. So I was like, let me just catch some of this contract before I walk in the side door, and. <laughs> This I hear these this this, this this white couple is standing next to me, and I hear the guy go. I thought TLC had three people. Where's the third girl? Oh boy! And then, and then I heard the wife go. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought it was three too. And then they like walked off. <laughs> it was, it was, the the me and me has to has to like I would have excuse me uh, like <laughs> I don't know it where was, y'all have been. I don't it know was dark. It was some the past fifteen years ago, but yeah, yeah, it was some That's dark like twenty years, right? It was like twenty yeah. years ago. We were a long time. Le- yeah. Left, left, left us a long time. May she rest in peace. But I that thought that was uh, yeah. some very dark humor that I was like, man. You, so on on TV, that particular aspect of it was terrible. I just thought was they could have done that a lot better. Yeah, because you had Allie LaForce kind of hosting this like battle of the fans thing. So like Nelly's people, Nelly would go. And you want to see how many people can do his. It was like a audience. it was like a fake versus. Right. Then they bring out TLC's audience. So you want to see how many people can do theirs. And like Allie LaForce is kind of stuck in the middle of it and it's awkward. And it was just like I would I would have handled that differently. But I did think the two set thing was cool. Uh one thing that it really, which we already knew, but it really drove home just the differences between ESPN and TNT. You weren't watching on TV, but ESPN is just so buttoned up, right? It's so rigid, it's so stiff, it's so not fun. Right. Yeah. Then you go to TNT and it's like, these guys are so comfortable. They can say whatever. Right. Shaq. Literally, I'm sorry. Barkley literally goes to Bob Myers. He goes, hey, Bob, congratulations on jumping off the train. Before I heard that off the tracks. I heard I was that. Like, yo, 
That's hilarious. And probably like Bob Myers doesn't really know what to say. But like <laughs> it's true because he did, right? Yeah. Like a hundred percent. But like stuff like that, you just see the differences in the crew. Like even between like Ernie and Malika, right? Like Ernie hosts, like whatever, man. These guys are gonna do whatever. Malika's just trying to keep it in nice, tightly packed segments. And obviously, you're on TV. I don't know how producers do the TNT thing because it does seem like they're kind of just able to go on for a lot longer, whereas ESPN is always packed in tight. Um, so it just reminded me that, like, yeah, TNT is just so much better than anything ESPN is putting out as far as pregame, postgame content. Yeah, the the chemistry between those guys on TNT is what makes it all work. It's ridiculous. The chemistry is next level. And then that, for the producer side, they kind of know how long things are going to run. And then Ernie eventually is just like, yo, we got to get out of here. We'll yeah. be right back type of thing. The the I was there in the plaza for the Barkley thing when he said, I want to say what's up to Bob Myers and congratulations on stealing all the free money on TV like us. Yeah. And then congratulations for jumping off the the – the Warriors trained before it completely derailed. And yeah, Bob was like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, no stress. Yeah. Five o'clock every day. The whole exactly. bunch of money, you're good. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, man, it was uh it was a really fun time. It was a really well organized event. The the only thing was that that two o'clock start for the first semifinal for the Pacers was kind of tough because there was nobody in there, man. If we're if we're keeping it one hundred, I was you in there. There was you nobody could tell on in there. TV. It was bad. It it looked like uh looked like the bubble. noon the noon game for the March for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, worse. There's just nobody there. It was, well, it was good. No, it was yeah. It was nobody there. It was quiet. Anybody that was there was like family or yeah. like an executive. Or not fans a of the media team. member like it was me. very like corporate, right? Yes, I mean, yes. well, at, at that stage, it was. And then Which the Lakers, I, then the Lakers fans started to file in. You know what's funny is I think they so there was some confusion that if you bought the first game, did you get the second game? Yeah, and that wasn't the case. If you bought the okay. first game, you got the first game, and you had they cleared the arena. No, it's not like and, the NCAA where you buy it in sessions. Yes, you had been leave. NCAA tournament, you're buying them in blocks. So like you'll go to the morning session, which might be two games, afternoon session might be two, whatever. Right. You had like for example, if you buy the Final Four, you get the the. You get the two games. Yeah. And if you buy the day pass or whatever it is in the Sweet 16, you'll get multiple yeah, you games. You get the multiple games. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think like a lot that. of people, there was some confusion that you get multiple games, but that wasn't the case. They oh, so some out. people thought they was going to be able to stay for the Lakers game. Well, no, no, no. I don't know. I, I don't know if the people <laughs> that actually not, yeah. bought it, but people that were talking about it were like, oh, I wonder if people get two games, both, yeah, both games. And that just wasn't the case. Yeah. Especially when you said all the Lakers fans came in. No, on so on TV it presented like that too. Obviously, like the timing number one was weird. You had said they didn't want to go up against Thursday night football, which I guess kind of makes sense, but they end up yeah. going up against Thursday night football anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I think that it would have been smarter just to put it at a regular time, especially because you really lose a West Coast audience. I mean, folks are at work at two o'clock on a Thursday. Um, but also, yeah, just as far as watching the game on TV it felt so much like the bubble, right? Like, I think the fact that no one was in the stands wasn't helped by the fact that the stands were dark, too. Um, again, you were sitting there, so I'm sure you were in it, but there was a noticeable part where they just pretty much blacked out the stands and made it like this blue light. And it looked cool, but knowing that nobody was in there and you can kind of tell that there was just no energy for that early game, it yeah. literally felt like the bubble. And to me, I was like, oh, man, like, especially coming after that Pacers game, well, that they played to get into the uh, the final four for the tournament. Like you could tell their home crowd was going crazy. Remember that game? Halliburton's dad's going crazy. Like you're really feeding off the energy. That wasn't there um, in, in this particular setting. I don't know if there's anything they can really do about it. It's not like fans really have enough time. You know, if you were a Pacers fan, you would have had, essentially had to make that decision on Monday night that you right. were going to be in Vegas on Thursday buying tickets. And it's just not – realistic yeah. for most people so i was like, talking to klc from the ringer and his thing was like i think maybe it should be only the championship in vegas yeah maybe they only make it one game in vegas That's what I and think they make too. it yeah. like a super hyped up event for one championship game yes. so it's not the situation that you had for the semis but it was cool to go to three games in two days had the day off in between for so sure. we got to do some other work so that was cool yeah. um Overall success. It was a lot of fun. Shout out Adam Silver and the rest of the game for making that happen. Shout that out to people at Action Network for, for yeah. allowing me to go over there and cover it. So that was dope. All right, let's get into Draymond Green. Wait, wait, real quick. 
Yeah. Do you have an issue with certain fans, Lakers fans, or whoever people people giving the Lakers shit about hanging a banner for this? I don't, no. but I want to know where you are. And I think that this is that's no. kind of ridiculous. Should it's definitely a, hang. A should de- a, I would a hang thing. it up. Not title. I'm sorry, a trophy. I would hang it up. Yeah, for sure. You won. You wanted. You won a tournament that everybody was involved in. I would 100 hang it up, and I would. And, and as a franchise coming into next year, I would try to win it again. Yeah. Why not? I try to start stacking these bitches up. Yeah, yeah I have no absolutely. problem with them hanging up a banner and doing all of that. It's uh, it's only going to get bigger. And th- uh, to be honest, it might be a spot where you could cl- clip an early one now. If we're being honest, yeah. twenty years, it might be a lot more. Might difficult. Be a little bit different. Yeah, it might be a little different to get one. So yeah, I, I take it seriously, and I, yeah, I have no problem with them hanging a banner. So yeah, apparently now they're talking about the winner could be guaranteed a playoff spot. I don't know how that'll work because I've probably be rare that you'll find a team that's going to win it that's going to be outside of at least that top i think six, that's but, unnecessary man, man. i think you saw that the players were locked in for the half yeah, a mil. yeah it uh, doesn't even have to be half a mil i probably opinion. fix the point differential thing because uh, i mean i don't care but like i see how it creates some issues like that bulls celtics game where missoula's fouling no man fuck that no i don't have a problem i don't have a problem with that but i'm just saying yeah yeah I don't really know this the is, other way that you can do. Obviously, they're trying to take it from soccer, and it's not you can't really pile it on in, in soccer. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you, you, you figure that out. These are I have guys. no problem with the. This is an in-season tournament game. Yeah. We're gonna run up the score in this particular game. Yeah, and just don't. That's let it. it. Thirty. No, yeah. Just play D. Like yeah. I don't understand. So yeah, I, sure. I have no problem with uh, them running up the score. And also, man, what was I just about to say? I had something good for the tournament. Um. We'll come back to it if I remember. Yeah. But uh, let's move over to Draymond Green. Suns, Warriors. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You saw Zion in person. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Zion. yeah. You want to talk about Zion. Well, yeah, no, man. I just. <laughs> Everything so Stephen I'm, A said is dead on. 100% true. We can right? leave so it at I, that. I had text in the group chat. Zion, I saw the pregame interview that he did with Ali LaForce. Right? And look, man, I know all these guys smoke and all that. Zion was so high in this interview. Like, noticeably high couldn't look at her eyes gone going over this way at one point he called her sir like it was bad and yeah. i should have known right there that i should have piled on the lakers but the zion thing to me like both of those games really if you look at it um it, it's yeah i don't know i don't know where you're at i think we've talked about it before but it was just it, it's it's one of those things where it's like i don't know if this changes right like he's not a young guy anymore he knows better They've tried to do everything, I feel like, to kind of put the right people around them, whether it's bringing in guys like McCollum or different veterans, J.J. Redick, when he was younger. And it doesn't seem to really make a difference. And when I saw him in that pregame to what was a Final Four situation and a chance for him to kind of, you know, help lift up that team, to show up like that and then to play like that and then to very clearly just not give a fuck, um, especially when last night or the night before you dropped 36, you know, in the game following that, after. like it's just, yeah. yeah, the day after you dropped 36, it's just like, I think it's gone, man. Well, like, what, why would he that, change? The thing like is, that? the next day he dropped 36. Him? Yeah, I know, because he's of, clearly, like, well, he can. this is the classic conversation of does he want to be one of the greats? And right now, clearly, mentally, he's not there, he's not interested, doesn't care Pretty about. Much just performing on a night to night because he's clearly out of shape he's just not in shape man wasn't that the thing he was coming to the season he was in such great shape it's like the luke how does he progressively get more out of shape he's, by playing basketball he's clearly like stuffed into all his stuff like his warm-up Food? he's no 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 like oh. it, the, the, like his warm-ups are they're too oh, small yeah. like he's yeah. stuffed into his shit if you even like yeah, pause you go look at his shorts He's stuffed into his yeah, shorts. Yeah, they look yeah. like spandex. He's, he's actually bad out there. He's, yes. he's, he's, he's got to be pushing close to 400 pounds. No, no. <laughs> Come on. No, nah, for real, man. Look Come how Nick. big he is, dude. Nick. He's Come six, on, eight. Nick. Come six, on, seven. He's not pushing 400 Come pounds. Come on, man. How much do you think Zion weighs, bro? Zion probably weighs 340. That's a generous. Yeah, Zion probably weighs like 340, 345. But, yeah, man, he's out of shape. And it just comes down to if he wants. And what Stephen A was saying, it's very visible live like you're looking at him and he's yeah you're watching him with no away, camera, right like and you're yeah. like this guy is like this guy is huge so yeah i don't know man and I, we were watching the the highlights of him at duke and guy. the stark difference in frame is really 
it really jumps off the screen, yeah. man. He's not interested. He's not interested at all. Men. When men are not interested in doing something, it's very apparent. <laughs> I'll say that about like our species. If they're not interested in doing that shit, it's very clear. Like we can't we can't fake it. We can't fake it. He is not interested in like taking basketball seriously, seriously and all. it being the number one thing. He wants to have a good time. He wants to party. He wants to eat what he wants to eat. And I'll play ball when I need to play ball. And I'm making him I'm making the max. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like he's not he's not fighting for a deal. Like the deal's there. Yeah. You look at him, so, you look, it's it's I think it's similar to like Ben Simmons. It's like, yeah, listen, like I read something the other day that said the Nets were banking on Ben Simmons being available this year. And I'm like, don't bank don't bank where, where? banking has Simmons shown zero interest in playing basketball over the last dude, six years. Like he doesn't care about playing basketball. Bank important. and Ben Simmons are not to be used in the same sentence. Except for the place that he goes every week to make sure that the accounts are okay. Yes. The bank for Ben Simmons. That bank. So, yeah. Yeah, you are not you are not relying on him. I think he's played six games this year. I'd, I'd be surprised if he crosses thirty. Like you, at some point, you and that's where I'm kind of at with Zion. It's like he's not whatever he had. He's definitely not going to get back, right? Like he didn't build on that. Um, and I mean, we all look, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because we also are still talking about a what a twenty three year old. He's twenty four. So he's an old twenty four. He's not. He's not a young twenty four. But regard regardless of that. We're now starting to get to multiple years of he came out and said, I'm not feeling like Zion yet, so I'm not going to play. Let's not forget that. Then he comes out and is playing and he's out of shape. Like there are multiple. There are multiple. He goes, physically, I'm healthy, but mentally, I'm not there. It's right before a playoff run. This is multiple windmills and warm up. Yes, multiple situations where he's kind of showing you, like, basketball is not really that important to me and i'll say this too bi brandon ingram it's clear that he's not he's not holding them accountable for shit hey yo bi what's what are we gonna do if we win the money <laughs> we for to turn up basically is what they said what you expect i mean that's not on bi but, you can't no, no, tell no, no. the grown man shit what i'm what i'm hey man what i'm getting at is they not focused on trying to win the west they don't they, they can win it or not you understand what I mean? Mm. They could win the West or not win it. Doesn't matter. We're fun to go crazy regardless. Doesn't matter. That's about what because like you think motherfuckers are doing that with Kobe around? No. Nah. That's what I mean. So like but isn't that I, why you bring in a CJ? So CJ's like, hey guys, this this whatever this is, this ain't it. Yeah, but what's like I'm you getting, don't want to listen to him. And this yeah, is a former true. MBPA president. It's not like CJ is a regular vet. Like you are the MBPA pre- or players president, right? Like you are a highly respected veteran. One hundred percent. But what I'm getting at is, if, if CJ wasn't up there laughing with him, it's BI. Yeah, it's BI. And the t- and the guess who guy. the two best players on the team are? Yeah. Right. Okay, then. So that's where the the issue lies They're overall. Jose Alvarado can't say anything to Zion Williams. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Now, yeah, could BI sure. be like, "Hey, man"? The fuck you got going on? Let's doing? get serious yeah, about this doing, shit, bro. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, because they have maybe, a team, but they're the clearly, thing. but they're clearly the guys that are having fun together, running around and doing whatever. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very layered situation, but it's clear he's not serious. Not he's at all. unserious about his basketball career and legacy at the moment. Because right now, he's getting ready to go down as the high school dunker that got to the league and could take anybody to the rack and finish on anybody and beat up anybody in the paint, but got fat and out of shape and didn't really care to do so on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, That's where the, the, the legacy is going. And this, this also leads me into the Draymond thing because that's what, for me, that's where we're starting to get with this Draymond Green shit. We're not even going to remember this guy as being one of the best defenders we've ever seen, one of the best playmaking bigs we've ever seen, because that is what he is. Most we're unique start, players we've ever seen. One of the most unique guys we've ever seen. We're going to start the first time his name comes up. It's going to be like, yeah, the fucking guy's a dirty player. Hmm. And like, that's is, I don't even like Draymond Green. I'm not a big Draymond Green fan because of how he acts and the things he does. <clears throat> I respect his game so much. I respect how real he is. And I don't want to be in a position in 15 years when someone when his name comes up, the first thing I think of is that he's a dirty player instead of one of the best 
lockdown defenders we've ever seen. Like, this is the difference between, you know the difference between guys like Zion and Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman did all the shit Zion did, but then pulled up to the gym and got fucking busy, busy. and was always in shape. Yeah, always and you in never shape. had to worry about that yeah. shit. Those yeah. are the difference between those guys, right? So like we can so, deal with all that goofy shit, but like if you show up and you're ready to go, like we know you're putting in the work. Jordan had said it before. He said Robin was one of the hardest workers he'd ever seen. The guy was nuts, but like after games, Robin's on the bike for two hours, like doing that whole thing. Really cared about his physical fitness for sure. And lived the, the same lifestyle, bro. Like, yes, if not worse. Robin was really out there. That's the difference. Yeah. So it can be done, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Okay. He doesn't care about care. the hoop side. Rodman cared about the partying side and the hoop side. He wanted to win. He wanted to be impactful. But like, yeah, I'm going to get my shit. I'm going to get it cracking on this Listen, side. Man, don't, don't talk to me after 10 o'clock, but he <laughs> got me for a couple Rodman, hours. I'm locked in. Dennis yeah. Rodman was the, the, the work hard, play hard, the face of that. That was how he lived his life. So, But to get back to Draymond, last night, Yusuf Nurkic, they're playing the Suns. I don't even know what the fuck that was. But it was like a helicopter swim move, spin his arm. He's trying to flop. And he hits Nurkic in the face. When I was watching it, Nick, live, my initial thing is Nurkic has to get up and get in his – and like damn near swing on this dude. Nobody, everybody is scared of this guy. First of all, he he's out there and he just does whatever he wants because no one's going to press him. No one does anything. So he's acting like Oakley. He's choking people out. No one does anything. Like, Nick, what did anybody on Minnesota do when that happened? Did anybody yeah. go grab Draymond? Does anybody go try to, the, if something yeah. like that happened on the football field, oh my gosh, it, yeah. it is bedlam out there. People are getting hit in the head. People are also getting choked out. He choked out Gobert for 40 seconds. Nobody did anything. No one did anything, yeah. So it's clear that, like, guys don't want to get involved with this dude. No problem. But eventually, someone is going to step up and be like, hey, man, what do we got going on here? So he hits Nurkic. Nurkic goes down. couple things, and I'm going to let you go. It's absolutely unacceptable. If you go through his list of games, also, this is also the problem. And I want to be clear. If you are fans of Nick and I, and you've been listening to No Catch-Up for all these years, you know we are the negative police. Like, we don't, I don't want to reprimand anybody for anything because I think this is professional sports, and I think these are grown men, and we're going to get to that Jokic shit because I got a lot to say about that ejection. But we're grown men making millions of dollars. We can take care of ourselves. Unless it's like egregious stuff, I don't think guys should be getting suspended. But you go back to Draymond Green stomping on Sabonis' chest, a clear stomp on his chest on the ground. He got one game for that. Yeah. He chokes a guy in midcourt, is holding him and doesn't let him go. He has him in a rear naked choke. He gets five games. The very next week, two, three weeks later, he's sw- a swinging back fist yeah. and hitting Nurkic in the face. It's time to give this dude the hammer. Like, yo, you can't be out here doing this type of shit. Yeah. And I'm the last guy that wants to suspend <laughs> someone 10-plus games, 10-12 games, for, for an incident like this. But, bro, come on, man. We've been going through this for years. Kicking people, stomping on people's chest, throwing elbow, all types of shit. Yeah. Bro, it's time to bring the house on my man. He, yes, bro, he needs to get 10, 12 games. And then it's clear, yo, Draymond, next time some shit like this happens, it's 20 games, bro. He also fired on a teammate for getting a left. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in summer, in summer come on, camp, man. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Even oh, if even if Steve Kerr, maybe it's a situation where the NBA gives him 10, and then the and then the team is like, here's five more. Kerr but, has like, clearly, Kerr has clearly allowed this to go on. Clearly. I think Kerr has clearly decided a long time ago. His edge is what makes us us, right? And if you look at it when they won that last title, Draymond was. We talked about it. Go back on all our episodes. Draymond was crucial to that, right? Like bringing them back and kind of just keeping that attitude with them. So Steve Kerr has clearly enabled this behavior. But, yeah, man, this is the beast that you kind of created. Because I'm watching the replay right now and then putting that up against his explanation. It doesn't make sense. You feel you feel Nurkic behind you. 
you know that if you flail your long arms backwards in that type of motion, it's gonna hit him in the face. Wait, keep right? that there, Nick. Keep that there. I'm gonna. This is Draymond Green post game talking about what uh, occurred with Nurkic and him hitting. And here's Draymond Green after the game last night. I was pulling my hip and I was swinging away to sell the call. Made contact with him. Um, as you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir. Um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall or to sell a call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away and unfortunately I hit him. And so, like I said, I apologize to you, Seth, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. By the way, Nick, selling the call is flopping. In case anybody doesn't know the difference, there is yeah, no difference. Not, yeah, flopping doesn't necessarily mean fall down. If you're selling a call, you're flopping. Selling a call means you're flopping. That, yeah. So I don't want to hear that explanation. <laughs> remember, <laughs> you know remember? Me, I'm not one to fall down when I flop. Oh, I would never right. do that. I just flop with my arms. I flop, I flop standing up. <laughs> yeah, you remember when uh, the guy with the audio of uh, the the Soldier Boy shit, where he's like, then they he's like, then they pulled out the hammer. Yeah, so yeah. I pulled him Drink up them. like this. That's what that that's what that just him, reminded like, me. I know this <laughs> of him throwing his arms, yeah. of him throwing his arms around. But listen, also, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I looked up his mask. I'm like, damn, I know this. <laughs> so look, Drake. So look. That's funny. Also, you don't have the benefit of the doubt to say I didn't mean to do this or do that. It's nonsense. Yeah. Also, yeah, you that's all gone. You you throwing up your arms up by a hey, Nurkic is seven feet. That's the other thing. Your arm went up like this. You don't flop this way. You, you're, his you're arms up. went up over his yeah. head and he hit yeah. him in the head. So Nurkic, he's way bigger than you. Draymond is six six on a great day. Nurkic is, I'm sorry, Nurkic is uh, seven feet tall. He swings up for him, dude. Yes. So just admit, hey, man, I got heated. He was grabbing me. I didn't like it. I swung up. He can't up do that. He can't, he can't say that, but that's what happened. But I thought he's Mr. Honesty. I want to apologize for things I meant to do. Yeah, I think if you're silver, especially after some people felt you didn't go as hard, and I know that there's some limits as far as how much. We always want them to find, to do, we don't always want, but certain situations, like, why wasn't there more? And there are players association and collective bargaining things, and you can't just indiscriminately suspend people, which is one of the issues they ran into with John Morant. But at some point, man, like it's beyond a pattern of behavior at this point in time, right? Like it is his MO. It's who he is. It's how he plays the game. And they're always high profile bullshit like this. So, and this is on national TV too, right? This wasn't on Spectrum Sports Network. This was a nationally televised game. One of only four game, five games last night, right? And two marquee teams. So yeah, if you're silver, you got to come down on it, man. You got to call me to your office. If I'm Draymond, I'm hopping on a flight to New York probably today, and we're gonna talk about it. And you're gonna say, hey, man, what do you want nah, me to do? No need for you to come out to New York, bro. I'm gonna hop on the phone and be like, yo, this is nonsense. You do this shit every other week. Here's 15 games. Yeah. 15 games might be too many, but that'd be 20 games of suspension this year. It, a quarter it, it, of the it, season. It would a at least have to. He at least has to get 10 games, Nick. Yeah. He does this shit all the time. He does this all the time. All the time. This is not a once. In 2023, he has four incidents already in the calendar year. Yeah. It has to stop, man. Like, it has to stop. Something has to happen. Here's Nurkic after the game talking about the incident sitting next to Devin Booker in the postgame. I don't know, man. <laughs> I was behind the play. <laughs> I don't think... What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. I'm glad he didn't try to choke me, but at the same time, it had nothing to do with basketball, man. Like, I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um, hope he, you know, whatever he got in his life, he get better. Oh, yeah. Shout out Yusuf. Yusuf's been out here with us for a while now. We can tell. He got the chain. He got the, he got the plain chain, Nurkic Nurkic was looking clean right there. Nurkic was looking clean. And, and that jacket was nice. The yeah, collar was, was very, very nice. Yeah, very yeah. nice collar on the jacket. I very much like it. And Devin Booker, yeah. the most Detroit guy ever, apparently now. 
Um, I the Blazers, before, but that Blazers money looked good on Nurkic, man. Dog looked very good. Nice jacket, very nice playing Jane, all gold. I need one of those. Yeah. Um, shout out Nurkic, man. Clean, very clean presentation. But yeah, he's right, man. He's out there trying to play basketball. This shit, it is ridiculous, bro. You can tell by Booker's look on his face that he's just like, yeah, I mean, this is what this I'm guy's not trying to comment on this shit, right? Don't ask me about this shit, but yeah, it's nonsense. And it's even better that it's it's kind of put up next to the, what I think is his, is his decline as a player, also, right? Like I think he was lucky to snag that last deal out of these boys. If we're being completely honest. Um, and that was a Steph Curry saying, yeah, you got to bring my guy back, which goes back to Jordan Poole calling him a very expensive backpack for 30, which that that and you know why that affected him. That's why he hit him. That one pulled at the heart, pulled at the heartstrings. That was emotional. Like, yeah. hey, bro, you over here huffing and puffing and acting like you're big and bad and all that. If it wasn't for 30 over there, you would be an end of the bench guy or maybe out of the league. Right. Like if you had never gotten that opportunity and all that. So, like, I'm not trying to hear it. Uh, yeah. Which I just thought when that when I heard that that's what he said to him that ultimately got him punched in the face that that one struck a nerve. You know how it goes. You can say a lot of shit, but like certain shit with ooh, because yeah. it's true. It's like, oh, no man, cap. Shit, that's true. Yeah, that's no true. cap. No cap. Yeah, so that's fucking true. So <laughs> Steve Kerr is hundred percent an, an enabler. He hasn't done anything for this. He's like, yeah, I talked to Draymond. I'm like, all right. Yeah, cool. Draymond knows that's unacceptable. Like, all right, are you going to bench him? Are you going to stop playing him? Are you going to do anything? No. Perfect segue into into uh, Jokic. So this is where it starts to get really crazy. So, for example, we just talked about this. Draymond stomps on Sabonis' chest in the playoffs, gets one game. Then you got a guy in Nikola Jokic, the best player in the NBA, multiple-time MVP, argues the call and gets ejected for half a game. So we also got guys stomping on people's chest, missing the game. And then we got a guy arguing with the ref for half a game. Essentially. For those who don't know what we're talking about, Jokic played the Bulls in Chicago last night, Serbian night. And by the way, let's get something very clear. The reason it's Serbian night is because they want to make money on the Serbian MVP that's coming into town. A town with a lot of Serbian folks. Do we understand? Like, this is what I think we're sometimes missing what's happening. This is a money-first entertainment business league. They name – they have a promo for Serbian night for the big Baltic guy that's coming to town so they could print money off the Serbian people in the Chicagoland area, and then they throw the guy out for arguing a call in the second quarter? It's nonsense, bro. These soft, thin-skinned referees need to be – something needs to happen, Nick. I I tweeted out yesterday, man-to-man, if you feel – before you throw somebody out, why can't we have a simple conversation in the middle of a timeout on on a TV timeout? I go over to you like, hey, look, you getting a little too disrespectful. Next time you say some shit about this, this, or that, I'm going to have to tech you or I'm going to have to do something else. That's what needs to happen. You know what happens in soccer when someone starts talking crazy? He says, yo, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute. Come over here and talk to me. Let's have a little conversation. If it's that big a deal, I'll bang you. I'll bang you with the tech, the yellow. And if it gets really crazy, I'll I'll give you the straight red, right? Whatever. That never happens because it's like there's no warning. There's no conversation. These are grown men. Be a grown man and talk to buddy for a second before you throw dude out. I, I said in the tweet, do you know how much it costs to go sit in the lower bowl at the United Center to watch the Nuggets play? You're pushing a $1,000 evening depending on where you're sitting. Can you imagine saving up a bunch of money to go see Jokic, your favorite player? You go to one Bulls game a year and they throw him out in the second quarter for no reason? It can't happen. And and someone needs to be reprimanded. And I don't know what's happening on, you know, the the post-game meetings for the referees and et cetera. And I actually don't believe that refs should have to get in front of the camera. And at one point I did think like, yo, why don't these guys do post-game pressers? 
But that could get so nasty that very nasty. Yeah, it, it would just Please get a little. You gotta protect your officials. Yes, you gotta protect the officials, right? Like that. That's, yeah, they're lambs. Well, you also slaughter. gotta. You'll never get a. You never be like, hey, great job officiating the game tonight. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. tell us what you saw that made it so right. effective. It would be a bloodbath. Yeah. It's so, uh, but something that that can't happen. What do you think about the the Jokic ejection in Chicago? Yeah, I don't know what he said. I can only he after, afterwards he said, "Yeah, I mean, I did say something that you're probably not supposed to say, but I see a lot of people get away with it." All I can think of is maybe he called him a motherfucker or something like that. Like, no, um, well, Mayberry tweeted that he said, "Call the fucking file." So yeah, he, said but he had to have said, "Yeah," but when he threw him out is when he walked when he was walking back um, in the paint. He said something else, and I don't know if he said it in the guy's direction or if he heard it. That's when he tossed him out. So I don't know what he said. Regardless, it didn't. He wasn't in its face. There was nothing physical. It didn't look like something that was malicious. Yeah, it's obviously just ridiculous. Like you said, this is the league MVP in Serbian Nick. night in Chicago. Nick in this uh, also in in this in the second quarter of the game. Like it it, it it was it was ridiculous. And I was watching it live, and I was actually extra pissed because I had Jokic over nine and a half assists, and he had six assists <laughs> with two minutes left in the second quarter. I yeah. thought that that was easy cash. Um, but yeah, man, just a ridiculous call altogether. And even listen to the broadcast, Stacy and Adam uh, were both just like that. That's absurd. Like this is not what we can have happening. Um, so yeah, I agree with it 110, man. I mean, again, I think these officials take up a lot of abuse, and I think there are a lot of them that probably do hold their whistle. Um, but that's not an excuse for that situation, man. Listen, not not in that spot. There is nothing in the English language you should be able to say to a ref. That gets you ejected from yeah, the game. Yeah, 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 I don't know about that. I, I, I will no. I, I'm being sincere about this. Yeah, it's uh, if if we're this soft, I, I mean, unless you bring up someone's kids or some shit like that, some racial that, shit. You some, call you okay? Call, some, some okay. Oh, if, you, if you talk to all these old black refs and you hit them with the n word, they probably might not well, be going for come that. Come on. All right. Not as a white, even as a black. Okay, like, come okay, on, okay, okay, okay. okay. Let me yeah. let me back yeah, 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 a little, yeah, a little that's bit. That's what I'm saying. I can no, think of a few. <laughs> no race. Yeah, like I don't want you to go anti-Semitic yeah. against yeah. the Jewish I, ref and I not expect get, to be ejected. Like that's yeah. a little different. I'm talking about like non-racial, non. For you to say the f, you could say the f word four or five times in a row. To, to, to you should be able to say that shit as much as you want. Before I throw you out, we have to have a conversation. Like, hey. What Calm if I call down a little me. bit? If you call me a bitch, let, let me tell you this, Nick. These entry oh, the the, the few the few year four or five year referee is making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. He's getting paid to be called a bitch if he makes a what he thinks is a bad call. If th- this is my opinion, making more than that, I think it's around four hundred thousand. No, no, listen. The the veteran refs making five five fifty five, plus seven hundred thousand. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And also, if someone calls you a, the 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 B word. I'm not saying don't tech them or don't go have a conversation with them. Don't throw them out of the game. What if they do right? it Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm just playing devil's You back. get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you know absolutely. If, I thought if, it was if egregious. If you have ever played pickup hoops, people, the B word and the yeah, F word yeah, are getting sure. swung around all the time. Sure. Yeah, for sure. People are calling people hoes, all that shit. It's basketball. Well, the and well, it that, actually... The fact that you're throwing people out for that and not having a conversation, you're soft, you're thin-skinned, and you need to get a grip on what's actually happening out here. This is a professional sports. Men to men are playing at an opportunity to win a title and win a game, and we're getting paid millions of dollars. You don't have to take a ton of disrespect, but before that, have the conversation is what I'm saying. Don't get disre- Don't get in your feelings about someone calling you a bitch and immediately throw them out of the game. Come on, man. And, hey, and by the way, you probably missed the call. That's the other thing. He got, Jokic got fouled on that play. I'm arguing with this dude. I'm telling this dude he fouled me. He actually did foul me. And then you want to throw me out because I said, yo, call the fucking foul? Are you mad? Yeah. It's crazy. It's nonsense, and, man. And it's also on the on the heels of the Draymond conversation we just had. As far as I know, it's not like Jokic has a reputation of being one of those type of guys that's complaining about everything, right? Like, this isn't like the, the Doc Rivers Clippers or whoever it is that complains after every single call. We watch a good amount of Jokic. I don't think – or Luka even, right? Like, Luka's one of those guys who he complains after every single thing. Yeah. So maybe the refs are finally, like, hey, get this guy the fuck out of here. That's not the case with Jokic. So, yeah, it was a bullshit ejection, man. These refs are clearly um, trying to impact the game 
more so than they need to. It was clear that this particular referee got in his feelings with whatever he said. To your point, there's not too much that you can say that should get you thrown out. And I highly doubt that Jokic went out there and said something absolutely off the wall, right? Like I said, he probably looked at him and called him a motherfucker, right? And dude was like, what? Motherfucker. And then that's it, right? Something like that, man. I, I don't know. Like that, that is literally yeah, the, that's, I don't even, I'm not even sure that's deserved of for a tech. A tech, yeah. At least have a conversation. Like, yeah, sure. I, I really think the NBA should implement some of that soccer shit where, like, when it gets out of hand, blow the whistle, stop the game, tell Luca to come over here and be yeah. like, hey, man, you got to calm down or I'm going to start banging people. Well, in and all gonna, fairness. Or, or, or call the, you know how I'm talking they call the captain yeah. over? Call yeah. one guy over and be like, yo, look, go talk to this man and tell him that if he keeps that up, I'm going to start banging him. That's it. it- in all fairness, the soccer decision is a lot more consequential in the fact that you are taking a you're not just taking that player off the pitch, you're taking that position off and go you go down to 10 men, whereas Still, you'll go down to a four-person game. And you man, do lose the, one of your better your best player, but yeah. The Nuggets without Jokic are 10 men. It's the same thing, man. They weren't last night. They're playing the Bulls. Hey, yo, be easy hey, on Kobe White. They're be play- easy on Kobe White. <laughs> hey, hey, Kobe White. Hey, Kobe, Kobe White. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe White. Hey, unstoppable. Unstoppable. <laughs> hey, I was thinking, man, should we tear this down and build around Kobe White? Hey, for $12 million a year? Hey, low, hey, low and key. Got up on that, that light-ass count. If Kobe's making twelve. Hey, low-key, if you go back to when he really started to pick it up last year, last year you combined it all, you were on it. We're looking like 25, 5, and 5. And I will give you that. <laughs> when no one was watching the Bulls season at the end last year, Sean was big up in Kobe White. Being I'm like, like nah, yo. Listen. I know we're not watching, but Kobe's been playing his ass off. As much look, we talked about it. Since he's been in the league, the problem with Kobe White's development is the Bulls have given him six different roles. Hey, man, yeah. come off the bench and be a microwave. Hey, man, be the second unit point guard. Hey, man, start at point. Hey, man, be a spot-up shooter. It's like guys got to know who they are, yeah. right? So to his credit, he he's kind of made it through all that and figured out who he is as a player. So shout out Kobe White, man. It is very telling. Um, we, we talked about Levine last week, so we don't need to go too deep in it. But it is this team plays so much better, like so much better. It without looks Zach like Levine. a weight it's has been lifted team. off of everyone's shoulders. Oh, like, my oh my god, we don't have to deal with this guy. We don't have to play with this fucking guy. Like phenomenal. Let's get busy. Man. Yeah, well, we can come back to that. But, uh, yeah, man, the, the Jokic thing was absolutely egregious. I really think the soccer adoption of, like, all right, let's calm down and let me talk to you for a second, and then let's get back to ball. Because I believe men respond to that. That is like a man-to-man thing. It's not a man-to-man thing for me to say something to you when you miss a call and you throw me out of the game. That's that's soft activity for sure is the overall thing for me so yeah it's infuriating stuff especially i apologize to anyone that went to the the bulls game and spent eight or nine hundred dollars like i've done in the past to watch a player and then they get moved out of the game in the second quarter for essentially nothing yeah that's it all right let's go over to uh let's actually kick off this this nfl with the the cam newton talk because I have the clip, and then we'll get into Mahomes and then the rest of the, of the NFL talk. But big to quick, I didn't even realize this was a thing until I saw them talking about uh, Cam's outfit. And they were like, yo, you guys see this Cam Newton outfit, blah, blah, blah. But it was more like, forget the outfit. Did you hear what he said? Here's Cam Newton talking about quarterbacks in the NFL and if they're actually big-time players or just game managers. Listen to the people. Cam Newton named here. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker. I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. (laughs) Dak can't have a day. Just, Just... can't 
can't. I'm starting. I'm starting to ride with you on this back thing. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. He catches so many strays or shit that's even aimed for him. It just the, the man. It doesn't matter. He he's literally playing. I know we're gonna talk about the whole quote, and this goes into that. He's literally playing lights out football. Just beat the Eagles is the reason why this team is as good as they are. And now he's a game manager. Listen, he's thrown for 3,500 yards so far this season, and we still have five games left. Dak Pres- Prescott's last eight games. <laughs> First of all, they've won 15 in a row in Dallas. Six of the seven wins are at home by 20-plus points. Not the toughest competition, but they're still mashing people. Cares. That Prescott last eight games, 305 yards a game, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions. That is seven more passing touchdowns than anybody else in the NFL. Right. Seven over that span. 118 and a half on the quarterback rating, 69.3 completion percentage. Dak Prescott is absolutely making it happen. By the way, we were talking about um, Zeke leaving. And Tony Pollard is going to be this feature back that's going to be picking up 13, 14, 1500 yards on the ground. That shit is quiet. I haven't seen him. He's not a number one. He can't take the load. He can't handle the load. He's too little. He's not, he doesn't bang enough for that. He's lightning. He needs thunder in the backfield where someone else can help him out and take on that load. You know who's picking up the, the slack? Dak Prescott. Absolutely, 100%. It's not even picking up the slack. He, he, he is driving the boat. He's the catalyst for everything that they have going on right now offensively. Like, I, I don't – we talked about this with Purdy last week, right, where it was like how long did it take Brady to shake the system quarterback thing? If we're looking at Brock Purdy and you still – or Brack – we called him Brack? Brack yeah, we called him Brack Purdy and he called him Brock Purdy. He said Brack Purdy. Yeah, Brack Purdy. Let me tell you about Brack Purdy. Listen, man, and, and Dak and Tua. Tua's the game manager now apparently – like, I could see how he could maybe start to go that way with golf, but it's not true. Um, and golf certainly is the man. He didn't manage the game on Sunday at all. But it's just ridiculous, man. Like, and if you look at the numbers, too, right, it's interesting. I understand. I think I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and understand what he's trying to say. And the only thing I can come up with is that because Cam felt every time he went out there on Sunday – that he had to be Superman in order for the Carolina Panthers to win, that he looks at a game manager as a different a difference maker as two different things. But that's only because your team wasn't as good, right? You didn't have some of the – or you didn't have the whatever it is that some of these other things have going on. Um, you maybe felt like you had to do that. You had to put on that cape. But because you don't every single Sunday doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden a game manager. Like you can't watch Dak Prescott and come away from that game and be like, yeah, he managed the game. You know who's a game manager? What you saw from Ryan Tannehill all those years where the Titans were going to the playoffs with Derrick Henry and those boys. That's a game manager, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's not turning the ball over, was managing games in San Francisco. There's a reason why it looks completely different this year. There's a reason why this year we're saying, oh, this is probably the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. It's because they have a quarterback playing at an extremely high level not managing games. He is 100% going out there and winning games. All those plays that he's making are going out there and winning games. And the only reason we're not saying that he's doing that is because he was the last pick in the draft and he plays for Kyle Shanahan. To call Tua a game manager, to me, is absolutely crazy, right? Now, I have my issues with Tua, right? There are things about Tua that I do not like. There's things about the Dolphins I do not like. But when I'm watching Tua out there, I'm not like, yeah, man, that boy's out there managing a game. He's, man, look at him, man. He's just he's just taking what's in front of him, checking down, doing all that. He's not Trent Dilfer. He's not Brad Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, these guys aren't managing games, and that just lets me know, like, what are you watching, man? Like, Or maybe you're go, bitter, or maybe I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but it, it, it's ridiculous logic. To go back to what you were saying about Cam and how he views the position, I think if you're not also running for 1,200 and passing for – Four four thousand, you're a game managing. I think that's what kind of what you were alluding to is like he had to be Superman and go out there on every play, and he feels like if you're not doing it with your legs and doing it with your arm, I guess you're game managing. But I'm gonna tell you this: but Purdy's you know numbers are way better than Cam's and Newton's numbers have ever been. In listen, do you know who completed air yards per completion 
That means the yards, yards the ball traveled in the air past the line of scrimmage down the field prior to a completion. Number two in the NFL at 7.2 yards is Brock Purdy. Who's number one, Josh Allen? Coleridge, the fourth. Oh, Coleridge. 7.7 for Coleridge, the fourth. Coleridge. That's CJ Stroud for anybody that doesn't know. But Brock Purdy, no game managers are pushing it down the field like Brock Purdy does. What are we talking about? Yeah, no, it's just wrong. It doesn't. It it's doesn't false. make sense. They're not. He's not going out there managing it. Like, do we know what a game manager looks like? Like, have you guys ever yeah, seen yeah. a game manager play football? <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen plenty here in the Chicago, Illinois. My whole life was filled with game managers. I've had Jim Miller. I've had Shane Matthews. Those are game man. Kyle Orton, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. High-level game manager, right? High-level game uh, manager. You know, might be disrespectful to Kyle. Hold on, G. Let me, let me back off on that one. But um, high, <laughs> game managers, right? Like, I, again, Tannehill in Tennessee when they were going 12-4 and four every year is the definition of a game manager. Make the play when we need to. But Vrabel's not going out there every Sunday saying, man, Ryan really needs to sling that thing for us to win. The Niners, no. Brock Purdy has to play well for them to win. He does. Because you know what happened? When he didn't play well, what happened? They lost three in a row. And Purdy didn't play well. Game yeah. managers, it doesn't really matter what you do. Just don't fuck up. Can they're we not telling the... Purdy, hey, man, don't fuck up. Maybe his first couple of starts, once no, they realized he could throw that thing, it That's was a actually a really situation. good point. They, they clearly have full trust in Purdy to go out there and make plays and win games and go get seven every time they have an offense. They run a bigger possession. playbook than Garoppolo had. And yeah. Garoppolo was there for four or five years. Put it like this. You want to know if you have a game manager? You want to know if your quarterback is a game manager or not? What is your offensive coordinator calling on third, six, third, seven? Real when a field, when when you're in field goal range, you want to know if your offensive staff and coaching staff trust the quarterback? In field goal range on third and seven plus, what are they doing? What does the play look like? Are they trying to go upfield? Or are they throwing some horizontal screen, running a draw, running some shit where it's like, I'm going to do some low-risk shit that could potentially pick up a first down, but I am in no way, shape, or form going to put this guy in a a, a spot where he could get sacked and take us out of field goal range. That never happens with Brock Purdy. Those boys trying to score seven points every single time down. And with how the NFL is right now, I think the game manager thing is kind of on its way out. Like your quarterback has to be able to play. Like the running game isn't what it used to be. Right. Right. We're not, we're no longer giving the back the ball to the back 40 times a game. Guys are scoring too many points. You have to have a competent, effective passing game in the NFL. You don't have to be the Chiefs, right? You don't have to, you don't have to be an air raid offense, but you have to have quarterbacks that can execute. Like I think the days of winning a Super Bowl with Dilfer and these guys are probably over. You know what you I mean? Think, like, you think Cam's a little bitter? Very. I don't blame him. I mean, look, man, he got he got killed for years in his career. They never really protected him. The refs yeah. didn't really protect him, and he went to New England, and you know, it was, just, it was just that situation. I mean, yeah, he's bitter. He's out of the league at thirty-two. Um, and and yeah. and, but let's and, be honest. Hey, by the way, Cam. Huge, I love Cam Newton. I was just gonna say, huge Cam Newton fans. By the way, I am for sure. Yeah. I love Never Cam fully developed game. as the quarterback that we thought he could be outside of that MVP year. MVP year was fantastic. Team goes 15-1. and one. Cam throws 35 touchdowns. Takes them to the Super Bowl. Is absolutely almost like Auburn Cam was a one-man show. Put the team on his back, right? And if you remember, we've talked about this. We said Auburn Cam versus LSU Burrow. I still have Auburn Cam as the greatest college football player I've ever seen as far as impact because there were no other NFL players on that roster, mind you. Coach no got, other coach NFL got, roster. Coach, coach got fired the next, next year. year. Yeah. No other NFL players on the roster, and Cam comes down 21-3 in Alabama. So that's neither here nor there, right? And the MVP season, he was spectacular. You look after that, Cam's a 59% completion guy, right? Not doesn't come, not accurate. Um, never really had those those moments as a quarterback that you look back on and say, Yeah, we just really liked the guy. So yeah, I think he's bitter. He feels that he could probably still be in the league, and he probably could. Um, I think the issue, and you know, I, I feel like he knows this, is the personality. Not that he's a bad guy, but I said it. The smartest thing that Belichick did when he made Matt Jones the starter was cut Cam Newton immediately after. You could not have Cam Newton as a backup quarterback 
standing behind a rookie. It's just too much. It puts on too much pressure. The second Mac Jones throws a pick, guys are like, hey, can we get Cam Newton back in here? Right. So, yeah, I think it's tough for him to kind of, we, we talk about it like our boy on the Bears, Bajan, going to be going to make millions of dollars as a backup. Shut the no fuck doubt. up. Hold the clipboard. Cam on if we need you to. Right? Shout out. Look at your boy Minshew. Come in, play well when you need to. He'll be back on the bench next year. He's rich. The Minshew yeah. family is great. Look at your boy. Uh, who's your boy on the bear? Chase Daniel. Threw like eight passes, made $60 million. Like, shut the fuck up. Be good in the locker room. Help the young guys, but don't be a threat. Yeah. When your backup's a threat, it's bad for everybody. So, yeah, he's probably bitter, but it is what it is, man. Big Nick the Quick. I'll be right back. Talk to me about Patrick Mahomes and that outburst. Is it warranted? Is it not? And then when I get yeah. back, we'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So a lot of talk, a lot of talk around that this week. I heard a lot of people start oh. to turn on uh just cut up. I heard a lot of no, people start to turn on Patrick Mahomes after that. Look, man, Kadarius Tony has cost them in multiple spots this year, right? Like when you start talking about the high profile drops, when you start talking about the fact that this receiving core overall hasn't helped done Patrick Mahomes any favors. Then you add in that play, like, I think realistically his frustration was coming from the fact that once again, another one of these receivers let me down. But I think that he's just too classy of a guy and too much of a team guy to throw his receivers under the bus after that. So naturally, he's going to deflect that towards the referees, man. You've never seen him come off the field and be that animated before. You've never seen him come off the field and be that pissed off before. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact that these guys have been costing them in major spots all year round what do i think about the call look man i don't pay attention to wide receiver alignment enough to sit up here and pretend to be an expert and know how often they're telling guys to move off the line you had rex ryan talking about it he said in all of his years as a coach they never had him moving receivers usually it's other positions that are getting moved and when you look at the replay this dude is way over the line of scrimmage so it's one of those situations where um if you're Buffalo and you're reviewing the film afterwards, you're 100% going to send that into the league office and say, hey, look, why aren't we calling that stuff? So I understand both sides of it, man. The fact of the matter is at the end of the day, it was a penalty. Usually we're arguing things that aren't a penalty. This was very clearly a <laughs> yeah. penalty. So it kind of is what it is, right? But I really think his frustration comes with the fact that his receivers suck. They consistently cost him in big spots, right? It's enough that they can't catch the ball. Now these guys can't line up correctly. Kadarius Tony has been in the league for four years. This isn't new. You've been playing wide receiver your whole life. Your pregame responsibility as a wide receiver is to line up correctly. He was halfway over the line of scrimmage, if we're being completely honest, right? Dan Orlovsky did do a really interesting – did you I see that? He'd been that way the whole game. He had been that way the he whole game. He had been lining up like that the entire game. Now, once I saw that, it's completely petty nonsense. Sure. In, 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 in that spot, calling this is, that this is another, in that spot This is, is another crazy, situation, but, Nick. Where the ref just has to have a conversation with someone and be like, yo, you're lining up offsides. The next time you line up offsides, I'm going to throw a flag. That's it, man. Why so do you think they've been seeing it all game and then, waited, and then waited to do that? Or you think he just happened to notice oh, you it, think right? He, just he, happened said to notice right. he said they couldn't see the other side of the sideline. He couldn't see the down marker. Yeah, I mean. He was uh, he was egregiously offside. I mean, he was. I will say that 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 is a good point. Remember, where it's like, when you used to put your defensive end on the other side of the <laughs> and they snap and you get your slack right away. Yeah. Like that's what he was doing, bro. He was like that. <laughs> the monster back nah. at Madden. So, nah, yeah, it's true. I, you know, yeah. So it's I mean, true. look, man. I think we can we can sit here and split hairs about this as much as we want to. But the bigger point is, unlike last year, because remember the receiver stuff started out rocky last year. But you had vets, you had Smith Schuster, you had different guys who have been in the league that you would hope would figure it out. We're 13 games in, and these guys aren't even close to figuring it out. This is yeah. the, one of the most amateur receiving cores in the NFL, and they're doing him no favors. So I think it's just the culmination of frustration. And I think he realized in that moment, culmination of frustration, I like that. Yeah. He realized in that moment that I just, I really can't win with these boys. Yeah, I need that's, to be restrained from that's what he was. Yeah, the ref is not his real target. His real target is this shit team that you gave him. Yeah, like, guys, it was cool. Like I understand, I won a Super Bowl with Juju and a couple other nonchalant receivers, but this is too much. This I is said, too much. I, I said it earlier, and you, and again, man, you gave me a receiver. I said every time I hear Kadarius Tony's name, the New York Giants two years ago had absolutely no wide receivers on the roster, and cut Kadarius Tony. It's a bad sign. A first round pick. So, like, what does that tell you? You know what I'm saying? He's got the shiesty mask. 
He talked about it. He looks like a literal demon. It doesn't help his cause yeah, look, at all. Hey man. <laughs> he the he, his, he got the front gold diamond teeth, a shiesty mask on, and he looks like he's like just out of control a little bit. He's just like he has the look of a guy that's not getting the benefit of the doubt. No. I, so that's I think what I'll that's say. where we're at, man. I think Mahomes finally this is this to me is like, yeah, this is where we're at. These guys aren't getting better. If they're not catching easy passes in week 13, 14, and I'm mean, talking about easy shit. These drops are crazy. Yeah. It's almost like it's in their head that they're going to drop it. It's really Tony that sticks out the most. Like, if we really want to get down to Kadarius Tony, I feel like every time, outside the Super Bowl last year when he scored that touchdown, name your favorite Kadarius Tony Chiefs moment. It's been bad. So I don't know what you do, man. I think Mahomes is just frustrated. He's out yeah. there playing. He's well, out I said there that. Trying. I said it earlier, a couple weeks back, like a month ago. I said you asked him to do the impossible last year, and he got it done with a with a rag tag ass group of skill guys. And then you make it even more ragtag the next year, and it's kind of like, yeah, make that shit happen again. Instead of going to get this guy more help, DeAndre Hopkins was available. That's what I don't get, man. Instead of it was the same conversation we had about Giannis and Milwaukee. You should be doubling down, not every, at, every year. Every worry year. about it later. Worry not, about the bill. Worry about the bill when they bring it to the table. Yes. Eat. Not what. Not. Not how can we is, exploit this guy more? Not, how can we get this guy additional help so he can get us more rings? Because we most likely. In my lifetime, we'll never have another guy like this yeah. again. And no, and there might not be a guy in the NFL who needs less. To your point, he showed you last year. Fine, you guys want to get rid of Cheetah? I understand it, right? We don't need. To, we're not paying a receiver thirty million dollars a year, especially when I got to get my money and Travis got to get his. But don't give me Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Rasheed Rice, and a bunch of other guys I don't know, and no running game to boot. Right, <laughs> so it's kind of like, Facts. hey, Facts. I don't. I, I don't have. I can't. We can't hand off and gash anybody. You want me to go downfield. We're constantly in third and long because we can't run, right? And you guys just want me to do the impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. When in reality, if you gave me something, I've shown you guys I can get it done. And I'm committed and I'm a competitive motherfucker and I'm ready to go. But this is crazy. And I think that's what he realized. I can't drag this situation across the, uh, the, 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 the goal line. I really can't. Because these guys can't even catch the ball. They can't line up right. It's always in a high-profile spot. There's the second week in a row some games have been on some bullshit for us. I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. It's not going my way. Pat Mahomes um, this year only has four games where he didn't throw an interception. Yeah. Four games this year where he didn't throw an interception. Right now, he has 11 interceptions with, what, three games to go? And you can't sit here and say he's playing bad. Four games to go. And we can't can you could you honestly sit here and be like, yo, Mahomes is playing bad? Like, no. Dude, maybe he wanted, maybe you can. Every, I'm not sure. But he no, 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 no. Definitely not. I mean, not, if you, not at all. If you go back to 2020, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. MVP in 2022 last year, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He has 23 touchdowns and 11 picks. Yeah. Purely on the fact that he's trying to make shit happen with nobody out there. Fifty-two hundred yards last year. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. They're like, oh yeah, you you could do it. You can do it Just, again. You can do it again. Here you go. Yeah, he still 5,200 yards last year is. And they're eight and five because of him. Let, let's be honest. You want to talk about wins above replacement level player? Patrick Mahomes eight wins above replacement level player right now because this is maybe a one or two win ball club without Mahomes. No so we talk about those numbers and like we're not saying he's playing bad. The defense, the defense is outstanding too. That's the other. That's the sad thing about this. The defense is outstanding, yeah. right? The defense is. Could you imagine this defense with a competent offense? They're clear. They're class of the AFC. So yeah, you're doing them a disservice. You did nothing to improve that roster for them offensively this year. And to me, it's criminal, man. Like yeah, if I have Pat Mahomes every single year, I'm pushing my chips in the table every, every year. It's like when LeBron's on your roster. You know when LeBron's on your roster, you just start trading shit away because it's like, yeah, I need to, it's like, yeah, we're trying <laughs> yeah. to win right now. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. Two years. I'm giving you this, that, and the third. Fine. We want to get Hopkins. Awesome. We want to get this yep. guy. Awesome. Who else is available? Yep. Who's available? 100%. Who doesn't want to? Uh, uh, who's my man and the Raiders? You said you want to free. Come Devontae on, man. Adams. What's it gonna cost for Devon? Yep. You guys don't want to pay him thirty million a year. I'll take him. 
Yep. Whatever. Figure it out, man. Now, I'm not trying to hear it. When you have Mahomes out there, it is bullshit. Now I'm getting upset about what they're doing because it is bullshit. I've been, it's malpractice on the front malpractice office side. what they're doing to Mahomes. And that's what it, and he is too. That's and what then, saw and then he's got to deal with Matt Nagy now too? Yeah. He's like, oh, this fucking guy. He's like, be you, Pat. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> Just be you. Andy, man, go give me some fucking me. players, man. How about that? Tell them to go be you and give me some fucking weapons give me some, on give the me edge. Some, give me some reinforcement. Yeah, be you and go shopping for some fucking guys and catch the ball. I am being me. Exactly. Exactly. I can only so much me that can go around. Yeah, yeah. How much more tripping. me do you guys want? I'm going you boys are tripping, man. Yeah, tripping, man. I'm like, you, oh, man. Fucking mind. you think I'm going to come out here and do all this? This yeah. is crazy. This is crazy. Nobody's man. working with less out here. Nobody. Has three 1,000 yard receivers on the roster. Nobody. I think that the outburst is a lot of frustration. Like, are any between of these a guys top things. three receivers on a, on a contender? Like, let's be, let's be real. Are, no. any of these guys, are any of these guys even playing? These guys are like three or fours on teams. Yeah. These guys in Miami are fours. Their one is a four in Miami. Yeah. Dude, and, God and the Bears get some weapons like And the Bears. And the Bears. I'll I'll I don't even know who our third receiver is, but I know he's better than his number one. I'll tell you this. Mahomes would die for a Darnell Mooney on his oh team God. right now. What? Darnell Mooney could catch. Darnell Mooney That's can nice. play. That's so yeah. We gotta have a uh we missed the recap this week. We gotta have a pod on the Bears and this overall situation. We'll get you Man, guys. It's getting bad for Sean. Hey, Sean's worst. I told you. Yeah. I told you it was gonna happen. That I'm, he's gonna I'm, be back next year. I told you. I'm not into it. Remember, I'm not into pull it. Pull up at the all. pod. I said, Sean, he will be back next year. Because the it's, worst thing's gonna start happening. They start winning some now. Folks are talking playoffs and in the hunt. Talking about the playoffs for the Bears. Boys in the hunt, boy. Bears grab the seventh seed. Like, oh shit. Boys in the hunt now, yeah. Yeah, they're we'll, in the hunt, man. Well, you we'll got talk Vikings about that. Falling apart. We'll do. Vikings a- won this weekend, but you got the Lions falling apart. Lions because I will say this: bad. this situation that Poles and the Bears are in is unprecedented. It's actually unprecedented what they got going on. We'll, we'll, we'll have. A, I'm gonna try to get. A, you know who I'll try to get? I'm gonna try to get golf on, and we'll do like a a, a Bears emergency pod. And we'll have like an overall conversation on what what we think it's, we it should is, do and what's very possible. Much in what do you do with Fields mode right here? Because there is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna hit golf when we get off, and I'll see what he's talking about. But that'll do it for no catch up sports talk via Chicago. I am your host Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick with me as always. We will see y'all next week. Tell a homie to tell a friend to tell another friend. Pass on the link. Subscribe, like, comment. Love y'all, man. We'll see y'all later.